You can do that. That's great. Okay. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into our fearless beer review. Then we get into the vinyl stuff, stuff we picked up, stuff we listened to. That leads into the songs of the week. Then we wrap it up with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. While you're listening, go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, and Spotify especially, because they're much better. Uh, give us five stars and five stars only on there. We have a Discord server. If you want to join that, let us know. We'll send, we'll send you the link. All the social media stuff is at Asinine Radio. And we have a phone number you can call. Leave us a voicemail. Shoot us a text. The phone number is 503-893-5307. Or if you just want to make it easy on yourself, if you go in the description below, on Spotify at least, you'll see some links to leave us a message on there, to leave us a message on there as well. So now that all of the boring intro is out of the way, Let's get right into our fearless beer review, Jeff. So what do you got? Go. I have something called Desert Vibes. It's a Mexican lager. It's from State 48, State 48 Brewery, which is some, okay. uh, some, some local stuff. Did you know that Arizona, I don't know if we talked about this before, but did you know Arizona was a 48th state to, to be in the union? 48? Really? It seemed like really low. Or it seems, high. yeah. When was it, when did it become a state? Like late... 1800s i'd imagine uh i don't know i just i just know that it's it's the 48th so that's what the fuck i i i thought that was super weird too i guess the only other uh, other ones besides there's everyone would be alaska and hawaii and hawaii yeah but so they weren't they didn't become states i think until the 40s so it's Maybe crazy 50s, that, I think. that like how late arizona was to the game i always thought that was very yeah. interesting huh was it part of mexico i want it had to have been part of mexico before it became a state i don't know i don't know i don't know either it was just like tribal land, and then, you know, much like everything else, we just took it from, hey. Yeah, that, it's ours that's now. probably it. That's probably it. But we're not a history podcast, so. Yeah. Um, not yet. So, so <laughs> yeah. So, what kind of, wait, what kind of beer is it again? This is a Mexican lager. Mexican lager. Yeah. And I've, I've never seen this. I've never had this. It's a light Mexican lager. So, I'm hoping, um, I'm hoping it's good because I've, I've yet to find just a solid craft Mexican style lager. Yeah, well, Elsmith makes a. They have that sublime Mexican lager. That shit was nasty. That was not good. That wasn't terrible. That was, was bad. Ah, you're so fussy. Jesus Christ. I know good beer. That wasn't good beer. Well, that's debatable for sure. I know. I know a lot of things, including good beer, and that was not a good beer. So. Okay, that's fair. Mm. Uh, whatever. Mm. What is it? A, a sixteen ounce can or what kind well, of can is it? Well, twelve. Well, twelve. Five percent. Twelvey. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Okay, so I have, uh, what is this? It is called Bunny with a Chainsaw. I got this at a local Trader Joe's. Uh, Trader Joe's has a pretty decent selection of beer. If uh, if you live in California, you, you definitely know what Trader Joe's is. I don't even know if they're out of California. But, um, we have them here. Oh, you do? Okay. Well, they're a market, essentially. So people who don't know what it is, it's a market. 
And uh, yeah, Bunny with a Chainsaw, I bought one of these because I didn't know what it tastes like. And uh, this is a double dry hopped hazy IPA, 8.2% ABV. This is a pint. And uh, let's see here, Paperback Brewing. I've never heard of them, but they're located in Glendale, California. So fairly local. But I bought it because it's a bright pink label. And uh, the label is cool. It has a, has a cute picture of a, a cartoon bunny holding a giant chainsaw. So, yeah, I like the label a lot. That was really the only reason why I bought it was the label, and then it was a hazy IPA. So I thought, why not? Why not give it a shot? So, okay. That's what I have over here in, uh, in, in California. So uh, you ready to start drinking? I guess so. Here we go. I'm pretty nervous. Here we go. All right. So, what do you think of your Mexican lager? Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. Not enough lime. What's going on with it? I didn't put any lime in it for now. Just want to see how it goes without it. I mean, it's not a drain pour, nothing. There's not a whole lot there. I, okay. I what am I really expecting from the light Mexican lager anyway? I don't know. That's true. It's just like if you're gonna try and, and take over like the Corona light market or the Corona or the Modelo. Or the Dos Equis. Like, you gotta, like, you're playing with some big dogs. So, you, you gotta bring something to the table. I don't know. It, it, it just seems like a failing, a failing attempt at, at doing something that has been perfected already, essentially. But can you really say any Mexican lager is outstanding? Um, without a lime? Without a lime, can you say any Mexican lager is outstanding? I really do like Indio a lot without a lime, and most of them really? I don't even go for Indio with a lime. Um, yeah. I like Bohemia. That's a really good. Well, that's Bohemia's a really good, good one. But is I don't. That, is that a lager though? Yeah, they they have. They, I think they have a. They oh, have I a, guess it is a lager. I guess it's just the, it has the it's the dark glass, but it is a lager. But I, I I still wouldn't even say like any of them are like outstanding. They're just they're good. They're really good. Yep. Yep. This is this is fine. I don't know. I'll probably never drink this again. All right. Well, we do have a three-point rating system, our world-famous three-point rating system, where three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer you you are going to continue to drink, one is a bad beer, but give it a shot, and zero is a drain pour. So what would you give your your uh, your Mexican lager? Mm, I get a 1.5. It's 1. not bad. 5. It's not good. Okay. I'm not going to have it again. About a six-pack, but someone already drank like three of them, so there's only two left. There's some lime in it later. You won't even you won't even know yeah, what you're drinking. Yeah, for sure, 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 for it's not the best hazy I've ever had, but it's very clean. It's very smooth. Like some hazies have that like there's there's a lot of there's like a fullness to the body of it. Like you, you know what I mean? It's not that it's creamy, it's just it's very full bodied, but this is not full bodied really at all. This one is balanced really, really well. This okay. is actually a really solid hazy. Um it doesn't have a lot of the, the citrus stuff that I like a lot, the juicy flavor that I like a lot, but uh it's more hop based than anything. But uh, yeah, no, this is good. This is good stuff. So I would give this one, I would give the label 
on the on the can, I would give that a three out of three. That's a perfect label. What's it called um, again? I'm gonna look at Bunny quick. Bunny with a chainsaw. Bunny with a chainsaw. What? Yeah, so that it's a perfect label. Uh taste of the beer though, I would give this I'd give this a solid two point five. Two point five out of three. I would definitely go back to this. This is really good <laughs> stuff. So it says his his cuteness will cut you into pieces. Cut you to pieces. <laughs> it's a good it's a good label, right? It's it's solid. It's kinda got like that that old like Winnie the Pooh, you know, thirties kind of drawing style to it. Yeah, yeah. And then it's holding a fucking chainsaw. It's holding a chainsaw. What? Eight point four percent. Wow. Yeah, it's a strong one. So I got some Kurz lights as my backies with no line because I'm not gross. Well, what do you got for your backies? That's because you're not mature enough to be eating fruit on a daily basis. That's your problem. Or you've just been conditioned to like bad things. That's really what it is. That's really what it comes down to. I don't know. I don't. Whoop. Whoop. Not about that, dude. I have. What do you you got for your backies? I've. I've. Michelob's and Modelo's tonight. M&M's, I call them. Michelob's <laughs> 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 and Modelo's, baby. Oh, that was that was really that was really stupid. Mm-hmm. But I liked it. Mm-hmm. I laughed. I laughed. All right, so uh, let's move on from the beer stuff. So let's get into the vinyl. What we've picked up. Uh, what, we've li- what we've listened to this week. And like I said, that leads into the song of the week from each of us. So what do you got, Jeff? Uh, Rush. I, I picked this one up a while ago. Hemispheres. I just haven't listened to it again until uh, this week. Uh, uh. <laughs> it's their sixth album. This is like late 70s Rush. And I, I've, I've come to the realization that if, if, if I just approach Rush as this is a, a pop band that everybody just so happens to be really, really, really good at their instruments, it makes them a lot better. It makes them a lot more palpable. It makes them more interesting because... They're a fucking pop band. They just happen to be really, really good at their instruments. Don't care. That's fair. That's fair. But um, so, what do you have now from them? What records? You have Hemispheres. You have Moving Pictures. Yeah, I have Moving Pictures, and and like I'm I'm done with Rush. Like I'm not going to buy any more because I have four records. I've I've um I have Moving Pictures. I have Hemispheres, Hemispheres, Spheres, (laughs) Spheres, Spheres. Sounds like Schmears. Stop (laughs) Schmears. Oh, it's so stupid. I have, um, what did I say? Hem- hemispheres. hemispheres. See, now it sounds weird. Now it sounds yeah, weird. It does. It does. Hemispheres. You ruined it. Hemispheres. Hemispheres. Um, hemispheres, Moving Pictures, 2112, and I think I also have Farewell to Kings, which okay. I don't, I don't really care about. I might get rid of that one, too. I need to, I need Hemispheres. That That's really the only one I want that I don't have yet. So The, the only two that I wanted before I even kind of liked wanted him i guess we're hemispheres in 2112 <laughs> moving pictures is fine but like that's a fucking pop record again but yyz you you gotta have that i mean that song alone is worth it yyz is a good song i mean that's it's, their it's best solid song. it's i don't think you it's can't their best even, song you but. can't even fight that come on get out of here I'm close to the hook <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, anyway, the song the, the song that I chose is from Hemispheres. It's the last song, La Via Strangiato. It's their uh, their first instrumental song, and uh, and it's almost yeah. ten minutes long. It was inspired by some dream apparently Alex Lifeson had, and and it's it's cool. Oh, Lifeson it's, wrote the lyrics to that one, or I there's mean, no lyrics. I take yeah, it back. So it's it's, it's just mind. it was inspired by a dream he had supposedly, which oh, okay. is probably bullshit. Okay. But 
I don't know. It's, it's a cool song. <laughs> I, I think it it has, I think, 12 parts to it. So there's all these different things. And, and I'm not like super into Rush, but apparently there's parts of this album that kind of like call back to early Rush songs and they incorporate things like that. And I think that's really cool. I think, it's, I think it's put together really well. I think it flows really well. And it's it's a solid song. It's cool. I like it. Yeah, it was a really good song. It was. I liked it because Getty wasn't singing on it. Exactly. God, that guy's annoying. I mean, I don't. I don't mind Getty really at all. But I do. Man, when, when they go on those instrumental runs, oh my god, dude, it's 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 fucking fantastic. I just, I just find his voice annoying. I find his voice obnoxious. Like I, I just don't like it. All right, that's fine. That's fine. But I bought this one at the record show, the one that I bought the Iron Maidens at. This is a uh, this is an OG mm. pressing, baby. OG nineteen seventy eight. So annoying. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, next okay. thing here, okay, okay, okay. Are you ready? Okay. okay. Next okay. thing here is Black you know, Flag. Wait, oh, have you? Not have, okay. Wait, wait. You said you're ready, but you're not ready. Have you? <laughs> have you noticed on Dudesy, sometimes they'll like one of them will say okay, and then the other one will go okay. Okay, have you noticed that? <laughs> no, <laughs> especially Will. Will like it, when 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 Chad just says, "Okay, let's move on," or says something like that. <laughs> so Will will start doing that, but they only do it for like a brief, brief second. But I laugh every fucking time they do it. So it's like it's like it, no matter what, even like his deep subconscious, Will still has to be like obnoxious and rude to people. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so but cool. But I, <laughs> I did go back and I've been listening to a lot of ten minute podcasts, re-listening to ten minute podcasts, and Will is not the same as he is on Dudesy. Like he's way more tame on on ten minute podcasts than anything else. Even even the later episodes when when Tommy Blacha and Chad Colchin were on it, after Delia and Kellen had left, he's still very subdued compared to how he acts on Dudesy. He's so much funnier on Dudesy. It was a little disappointing going back. He, dude, they, I, I think it's Chad too, though. Like they, again, we talked about it. They, they just, they are so perfect together. And yeah. Chad, Chad feeds Will just like the perfect things. And it's, I don't know if he does it on purpose or if it's just they're, they're so Mark and Tom with each other that it, it just, it's, it's, it's perfect. It is. No, they're they're hilarious together because they're so different. Their personalities are so so different. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, they're they're funny funny guys. But anyway, yeah, anyway, sorry, I got continue the joke. I got Black Flags uh, slip it in their fourth album, '84. Uh, this is this is also an OG pressing that I got at the record show, and this was sealed when I bought it. I don't like buying sealed records. Fucking hate buying sealed records because yeah. who knows what the condition of the vinyl is like? You know, it, no, it, it could be a good point. It could be warped, and the person like knew it was warped and then tried to rewarp it back. It could be cracked. Like who fucking knows? I hate buying sealed records. Um, but this is the only one I've ever seen and I, I was looking for, for an early pressing and so I, I just bought it I don't care fuck it but uh, it plays fine plays plays as it should but anyway this is this is this was my second favorite album by by the Black Flags when we did the, the rankings yeah I, m- I remember you like this one this is lower on the list for me this one um, I still like it this one's cool because it, it, it's it's kind of it kind of piggybacks off of off of Family Man because like Rollins is getting better at, at writing songs. He's kind of like coming into his own, but then it also still has stuff from like Damage and My War. But not everybody's getting better. Everyone's getting better at their instruments, and and Greg Ginn is is just doing some like pretty cool complex shit. And and I don't know, it shows. He's he's writing songs on this that 
that are not like a normal punk band. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like this weird kind of bad jazz music. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's still kind of captivating. I I don't know what it is. Like, you know, when you can totally hear when he fucks up and he fucks up a lot, but it's kind of endearing. Like, you just kind of accept it. Move on. You got to move on. They're a hardcore. they, They started as a hardcore punk band and then they just decided to do transition into like a jazz thing. It's it fucking just, bizarre. Like just just by playing over and over, they just naturally got better at their instruments. But they never tried to write Rush style songs. They just kind of incorporated a little bit more complexity in their in their straight up you know hardcore punk sound. Mm-hmm. But there's songs in this album that are that are thrashy. There's like you said jazz stuff. There's there's some blues numbers on here, short lived, but they're still there. Um, but it's yeah. a fucking great album. I love this album. Yeah. I I think it's a great album. I I would like to have it, but I don't want to pay. I would love to have an a, an OG copy of it, but I don't want to pay probably a thousand dollars for it. Oh, their shit is so their the, their OG shit is so expensive. Oh, do you know it's true? Oh, but you you would love to have an original copy, right? Yeah, for sure. And like so, my, so like mine's not an mine mine's an eighty four pressing, but it's not like an original original pressing. It's a repressing from an early one. And even though it was okay. sealed, it was still like 55 bucks. Fucking shit, that's expensive. I don't know. I just, God, I fucking hate buying sealed records. Do you like buying sealed records? I, I'll buy a sealed record any day. I, I understand what you mean. Like, yeah, it can come kind of, it can come fucked up, but sometimes you have no choice, especially yeah. out here, you know? Like new you, records, you, like newer records that are pressed in the past 15 years, I have no problem with, whatever. But stuff from like the eighties, seventies. Oh like, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you can find if you can find a used copy of something from the seventies or eighties, you know, you could usually find it for ten or fifteen bucks. But then, you know, a repress is like thirty dollars. So why would I want to pay thirty bucks for a repress? Yeah. A sealed repress. That's that's silly boy talk. Like sealed records from that era just they're they're upcharged so much. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. It is stupid. So yeah, that's uh that's all I got, except for my, my pick of the week. All right. So, what do you got? So, I bought. I also bought this at the record show, and this was this was also sealed, and, <laughs> and with the, like the the jacket and this was kind of like bowed, like the corners were were kind of like bowed mm. outwards, like it was warped. And I was like, ah, but the middle part looked good. I said, okay, well, whatever. But I bought it from a guy who who sells stuff for like dirt cheap anyway. So he was giving this to me because I was like, uh, like, would you take, because he wanted like 24, I was like, yeah, would you take like eight, it's a little bent, man, I'm taking a big gamble here, he's like, just, just take it, so he ended up giving it to me, cool, um, but it's, Wait, it's, he gave it to you for free? Yeah, for free. Jesus Christ, you're an uh, asshole. And, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a light in the attic, and it comes with like the, the inner poem sheet, so you can like read along to these poems and everything. Yeah. And I, I will say, like, I still have my my book, A Light in the Attic. That was like the first Shell Silversing thing I ever got before, like the Giving Tree, before Sidewalk Ends. And I still have it. I love it a lot. And I've never really looked into Shell Silverstein until like this week when I was kind of like researching to talk about him. Um, so for one, this record makes me just feel weird. I don't like it. It's just Why? It's, it's bizarre. I, I think I think the way he 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 recites these poems is so over the top. It comes off as kind of like creepy. Okay, I can hear that. He sounds like a lot of different people all at the same time. It's, he does have a weird voice. It's just fucking weird. I I think it's yeah. weird. It just makes you feel uneasy. And I I didn't read anything about him 
doing anything that would need him for him to be canceled or anything. But it sounds like it sounds like this is a guy that would that would be canceled for doing something weird because of the way he reads these poems. I think it's weird. I don't like it. I'm probably gonna get rid of this he, at some point. He's not alive, right? No. He, he yeah. did. But this guy was a player. He was a player. Like like dude, he was he was like with the ladies player. or the men yeah. or Yeah, okay. with the ladies. He was uh, people loved him. And he wrote a lot of songs and poems for, for like actual musicians and stuff. Hmm. But uh he wrote a boy named Sue too, like that 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 Why what? Made famous by Johnny Cash, right? A boy named Sue. Did he really? Yeah. Fucking, Have we talked about this? That's that's Shel Silverstein. Maybe. Well, because yeah. a boy a boy named Sue was from uh San Quentin. I don't think that was on Folsom. That was on San Quentin. We didn't do San Quentin, we did Folsom. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I, apparently just, just the ladies loved him, man. The ladies loved him, and I thought that was that was incredibly bizarre because I I just I knew nothing about this guy. But even cool, yeah, it, it's, it's, th- this whole album. There's a lot of there's a lot of um, like soundscapes and everything, and a lot of different noises. But I think he plays guitar on on most, if not all, of his stuff. While somebody else just kind of plays the soundscapes or something. I don't know. So I like don't the know. synth and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but it's cool. I, I I do enjoy this. I I still will sometimes read my a light in the attic book, just like glance over some poems, give a little chuckle, and throw it back on the shelf. But I don't. <laughs> I honestly don't foresee myself ever listening to this again because it was just. I just thought it was weird. I, that's that's crazy that it made you feel that way. Huh. It was. I don't know. This is like a grown ass man listening to another grown ass man make a bunch <laughs> of weird noises on record, and it's just. <laughs> I don't think I've I don't think I've read any of his poems since I was a kid. Oh, so yeah, they're good. They're good poems. It was it was fun listening to this. So <laughs> here's a little bit of uh, of almost perfect from uh, Shel Silverstein. Almost perfect. Almost perfect, but not quite. Those were the words of Mary Hume at her seventh birthday party, looking round the ribbon room. This tablecloth is pink, not white. Almost perfect, but not quite. Almost perfect, but not quite. Those were the words of grown-up Mary, talking about her handsome beau, the one she wasn't going to marry. Squeezes me a bit too tight. Almost perfect, but not quite. Almost perfect, but not quite. Those were the words of old Miss Hume, teaching in the seventh grade, grading papers in the gloom, late at night up in her room. They never crossed their T's just right. Almost perfect, but not quite. 98, the day she died, complaining about the spotless floor. People shook their heads and sighed. Guess that she'll like heaven more. Up, up went her soul on feathered wings. Out the door, up, out of sight. Another voice from heaven came. Almost perfect. There you go. Almost perfect from uh, the Shell Silverstein's. <laughs> so it's such a weird thing. He, he sounds like a mixture of uh, like Brian Callen and Joe Rogan. That's what he sounds like. That's who he sounds like. 
weird stuff. Uh, but it's good. Very weird. I, I just, I don't know. I, I just couldn't believe this guy was was more interesting than I ever thought. I n- I've never thought about looking him up and reading about reading anything about him. It's just never, it's never crossed my mind. But yeah, I just, I just couldn't believe like uh, just all these stories I was reading about how big of a player he was. He was like a frequent flyer over at the at the Playboy Mansion too. Really, decades. That that's weird. Like writing all these children's poems and then, huh? Okay, whatever. Yeah, good stuff. He's having a good time, I guess. Having a good time, baby. All right, so that is that all you got for the vinyls? Yeah, that's it. That's all. All right, so I, I just have a few things here. Uh, we'll start with John Coltrane. His album, Blue Train, this one came out in 1959. Or no, 1958, I'm sorry. 1958. Uh, this is kind of him... Fuck, I don't know much about... I mean, I'm still really trying to learn more about jazz, but from what I was reading, this is more of his hard bop style still. Uh, before he started to experiment a little bit more uh, in later years. And, uh, yeah, this record is, has been considered a classic amongst the jazz greats, and uh, if not one of the best. And, um, yeah, this one is actually a reissue that came out this year. Cause you and I have the same copy. We actually got it from Amazon. Yeah, I know that's kind of fucked up. Oh. But we got it from Amazon. It's the deluxe version, so it, it has the, the initial album with uh, the second LP just being alternate takes of the songs. And um, it was cool, man. It, I don't I don't know how often I'll ever go back to those alternate takes, but, I mean, this record, it just through and through, is just so, so great. I mean, Blue Train itself, it's over, like, what, 11 minutes long? Yeah. And, I mean, for being, for being as, you know, a jazz song, it's still very melodic and very, very catchy, as weird as that sounds. It's extremely catchy. And the song Locomotion, I love that fucking song. It's so good. So damn good. <laughs> but um, but yeah, Paul Chambers played bass on this PCJ, one. PCJ, baby. Played on a, a lot of jazz records. Uh, at the time, uh, John Coltrane was actually in Thelonious Monk's, I think it was a quartet or quintet. I don't remember. I think it's a quartet. But he was also playing with Miles Davis. Like, God damn, dude. <laughs> Can you imagine being in new york or wherever or like that part of like the east coast i think it's new york right where they were all at and just seeing them play the all these greats play in these little tiny clubs tiny tiny ass clubs it's fucking crazy I just, yeah. whenever I, whenever i think about like oh i would love to go back and see you know led zeppelin in 1973 or 1974 you know when they, when they were at their their prime in their prime or sabbath or whatever like when you think about it, it would be so cool to go back to like New York in the fifties, late fifties and see the greats play in the late fifties, early sixties, the great this, jazz musicians, I should say. This is uh so, so like PCJ, Paul Chambers died when he was like early thirties and this is mm-hmm. like 10 years before he died. So he's like early twenties in this Coltrane. He's not even, I don't even think he's 30 years old. I think he's like 27, 28 yeah. maybe. Like these are a bunch of guys that are just kids that are heavy into heroin use I mean, this this was kind of like a make or break thing for for Coltrane, from what I, I gather. When he was with Miles Davis, like they essentially kind of kicked him out because he did too much fucking drugs, and this was his his shot on Blue Note to to do him, and hopefully it was going to be good. And so maybe if this was bad, that that could have been it for Coltrane. I don't know. Yeah, but, it's um, true. Damn, this is. And then yeah, you're right. I, I don't know that much about jazz, but. 
but when I hear jazz music that just like, wow, this is really, really good that I know. And this is really, really good. And I, I have kind of blue on, on the vinyls and I've listened to it and I know I'm supposed to think it's like one of the greatest things ever, but I think this is exponentially better. I, 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 I think do. so too. I, I agree with you. I think this is better. I, I prefer, I prefer Coltrane's music over Miles Davis any day. I think a lot of Coltrane stuff I prefer over Bitches Brew over anything Davis has done. Miles Davis did. I, I think I think just Coltrane just has something. There's just something about him. The way the way he has. I mean, I obviously Miles Davis plays the trumpet and 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 Coltrane plays the the tenor sax, which are very very different instruments. But then they still incorporate each other's instruments in their own music. But I feel like the way Coltrane writes the music and has his trumpeter play is more it's more tame it's not as like i don't say obnoxious but it's not as outrageous as miles davis is as a band leader like i would rather hear a saxophone go off than hear a trumpet go off you know when it comes to like solos and and things like that and this could just be more pleasant sound the the lack of of knowledge in there oh it's 100 percent lack of knowledge maybe one day somebody will talking about will sit down with me and, and we'll throw on kind of blue and they'll be like, Oh yeah, check this out. And like, it'll blow my mind. But until then, Coltrane for the win, baby. Yeah. Th- I feel like this is strictly based off of, uh, emotions because we have, I mean, at least for me, I have no idea what I'm talking about when it comes to jazz. Like when I'm reading it, like it talks about, you know, the melodic arpeggios and this and that. I mean, I understand what that means, but I, I can't pick it up in the, songs themselves and i don't know i just i know so little about you know music i guess you could say but even like um, like 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 yeah. timing changes too like i still have to like clap my hands like one two three four <laughs> to get what exactly the it is I, the, the 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 time signature yeah yeah i can't yeah. i can't just pick it up like instantly i wish i could i wish i i really wish i could do shit like that but I, but also, you know, I've never really tried yeah, to push practice. myself. Yeah. yeah, I've never really tried to push myself in that way. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm slowly getting more and more into jazz as the years have gone on. And I, I think this record, it just sounds fantastic. I, I played this loud. I played this proud. This was a, this was a fun listen. Are you glad so, you bought it? Yeah, I mean, I have, I have a cheaper copy of it, which I'm going to sell. I just wanted to get this one because like you were saying, like a lot of people have said great things about this pressing and how good it actually sounds. And, you know, with all the alternate takes on the second LP, I thought, you know, okay, I'll spend an extra 20 bucks and I'll get this one. Yeah. Plus the stereo so. version is by all accounts, it sounds better than the mono just from yeah. stuff I've been reading online. I feel like, I mean, I, I don't know how they recorded each of them. I don't know if they recorded, I don't think they recorded two separate performances. So I feel like unless you're going to, unless unless it's two separate performances, I would rather have the stereo, because why the fuck would I want a mono recording, unless it's a different performance, right? Does that not make sense? I mean, so you have you have two different versions of of some Beatles albums, right? Like, do you have, do you have Sgt. Pepper's mono and stereo? I only have um, I only have Rubber Soul, uh, there's mono and stereo. There's um, I mean, it, like like people always cite Sgt. Pepper's as like the biggest difference between mono and stereo. When you're when you're listening to the mono version, you're hearing things that you've never heard before. You're hearing voices, yeah, layering textures, all these other stuff that you you never hear in stereo. Which I don't. I mean, I, I don't, don't buy know. that. 
I, 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 don't I really either. don't buy it. But I don't. I've never listened to a, a f- great copy of of either or. I would love to kind of like sit down and listen to it and see where these people are talking. Stuff comes in like that because I know Desi from from all those always talks about Sergeant Pepper. And he's like, oh yeah, like he talks like that. Oh yeah, and and <laughs> his voice is coming in out of, out of out of the speakers that he's like, I never even fucking heard this before. It's a different listening experience, and that's cool if that's yeah if that's actually the case. I guess maybe I guess with the mono because everything's at the same level essentially. Um, well, maybe not at the same level, but it's all coming out of one spot. Maybe then it can't be as buried in the mix as it can with stereo. Maybe that's, maybe that's it. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, really I truly, know. I truly just find it bizarre that, but, but like, I feel like a stereo version of, of anything is, is always, it should always in theory trump a mono version. Yeah. That's yeah. just, that's I, just the way I think. When it, when we did the, when we did rubber soul on the podcast a while ago, I did. I did try to compare the two, my my mono version and my stereo, and I couldn't tell too much of a difference, other than my mono version just sounded louder than my stereo. That was the big takeaway from it. But I don't know if it was because my stereo is a really clean copy because it was it's a newer pressing, and then my my mono is like an old old pressing with, you know, crackling and shit like that. Mm. But overall, my mono sounded. Sounded a bit louder than my stereo, but I don't know. Whatever. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, next record. Do you have anything else on no. Coltrane? Or? No, that was it. Don't move on. Okay. So the next one I have is from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, I picked up their album, By the Way. This is their eighth record from 2002. We actually did this on the podcast, this album on the podcast uh, several months ago, and it was fun. I like this. I think this record is fantastic, and I, I just, I've always thought it was great. But when, when once we did it on, did it on the pod, I just liked it a lot more. I just, it's, it's fucking fantastic. And uh, I, I'm at this point, I am done buying Red Hot Chili Peppers records. I have enough. I have all that I need or could ever want. I mean, unless you have their now. new record is really good. Um, I have Mother's Milk. I have Californication. Uh, by the way, and then I have uh, the, newer the getaway. One. Yeah, yeah, the getaway. I'm with you. So that's six. Damn. I think that's six. And then I have the new one, Unlimited Love. So I have seven Damn. Peppers records. For Although a guy I would get that fucking hates the Red Hot Chili Peppers so much. I don't hate. I've never you said have, I hated you them. Have seven Red Hot Chili Pepper albums. You have the same amount besides um, the the two Klinghoffer uh, records. Don't, don't so you have like five records, right? No, I just have Mother's, Mother's Milk, Californications, Cali. and... By the way? I don't have By the Way. Oh, I thought you did. No, I would like it, but I I, I don't want to buy a new. I want to find it. Oh, God. And then uh, their new one, uh, Unlimited, Unlimited Love. Okay, so you have three? Yeah. Well, like I've said before, the, the two Klinghoffer records, they're good records. I would normally never... I would never really buy them, but I got them for... Each of them cost me less than ten dollars, so there you go. But that's the only okay. reason why I have those ones. Okay. But anyway, yeah. By the way, this is—I mean, honestly, I'm not going to get too much into this because uh, really just do. go listen to that episode. Yeah. But my, the best, or one of the best songs on here, is uh, on Mercury. I mean, you would agree with me on that one, right? 
That was that was just a song that was like, oh fuck, I totally forgot they did a kind of ska song, and it's 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 solid, it's fun. It is great. It's a song they've never played live, because <laughs> Kiedis is a cuck. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I love that song. Zephyr song too. Love that's my that's one of my favorite Chili Peppers songs. Zephyr song is so good. <laughs> love that one. That's but anyway, yeah, if you're listening, go 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 listen to that episode of the podcast where we did by the way and listen to the rankings cuz that was that was a that that was a lot of time and effort that we put into that episode, I feel. Yeah. It, it, was, it was fun. It was it was a fun week. It was a long week. Yeah. It was a fun week. Yeah, I agree. I have no regrets. And the last thing comes from a band called Ataxia. So this was a very very short-lived band. Uh it included John Frusciante the guitarist, uh, sometimes vocalist for Red Hot Chili Peppers, Josh Klinghoffer, also from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, who replaced John. Uh, on So John played guitar and sang on this one. Josh played the drums. And then Joe Lally, the bass player from Fugazi, played the bass on this record, did some vocals on I think on one or two songs. And um, so this band, like I said, they were very short-lived. They were only together for, I believe, two weeks i think it was two weeks or something like that they recorded a handful of songs i think it was 10 songs and they released them in two separate parts this is a this is automatic writing part one they also released a part two of it and uh i picked up part one it is a bootleg they've only ever pressed it once i think and it's good it's a lot of money and i came across this bootleg at a local record store called white rabbit huge shout out and um i've always liked this record since it came out it's just very kind of just off the cuff like it just seemed like they were just having a good time just kind of vibing off of each other and i and i like that i especially at this time because this is during the time when Frashante was with omar a lot and he had he was very very influenced by by uh mars volta and he was he played right before this he played a bunch of shows with de facto so he was very involved with omar's stuff and it shows with, with this, my song of the week, which is the the sides. There's like some dub stuff here. There's some cool guitar work. I like the vocals a lot. It's a, it's a longer song, but I mean, all the songs on this record are actually pretty long. So, I don't know. I I thought this was really cool. I I think, Taxia, it's just, I don't know. I I thought I just, I just think it's so so cool. Yeah. You just kind of have to hear it to to really kind of. I don't know understand what i'm saying it's more of a feeling than than anything else i did listen no, to no like pop melodies nothing like that i did i did listen to the album today too when you put it on there because we talked about it i was like i haven't listened to it in a long time so then i listened to it today and it was it was solid it didn't like blow my mind the way it did in high school but it was still yeah. solid it's just a good listen it's real jammy just real kind of eclectic and psychedelic feeling i guess but yeah it was, very it's good stuff it's good stuff some cool little soundscapes here and there and um yeah it's just it just has a, a certain feeling to it that just makes you just feel relaxed and it's like i said there's not really there aren't really any pop melodies but his voice sounds good and uh the guitar everything sounds fucking great so here's uh here's a little bit of the song the sides from uh ataxia
There you go. The sides from the band Ataxia. Good stuff. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned, but this came out in uh, 2004. So, yeah, check it out. Check out the entire record. Check out part two. Both are great. All recorded within uh, the same sessions. So get into that. And check cool. out uh, the Zephyr song. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> two. So good. God, talk about two just extremely different songs. God, it's so obnoxious. Love Zephyr it, song might be like one of Anthony Keys's most obnoxious like songs, but <laughs> my God, I just I fucking love it so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 you yeah, might yeah, be right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a jerk! Oh, I hate that band. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, so some new albums that have were released this past week. We have Dropkick Murphys. They put out a new new record called This Machine Still Kills Fascists. Fascists. I know you listened to this. Uh, how was it? And is Al Bar even on it? This was what you, not what I was expecting at all. I was just expecting another Dropkick album, just going through the motions, just what they've been doing over and over for many years, which is never like terrible, but just it gets tiresome. This was... Uh, this was like real folky. This was like real, really, real like Pogues esque. Very, very folky. Very, very not punk rock. And and no, I don't think Albar's on this at all. They have um, Ken Casey's doing lead vocals, and then they have their guitar player, and then the other guy. I don't fucking know his name, but their banjo player, mandolin player, tambourine <laughs> player, that guy. Um, yeah. But this was it wasn't that great. I didn't I didn't like it. Um, it was whatever's. But the last song on here, I did a playlist. It was a, it was a, it was, it featured Woody Guthrie, I guess, in some capacity. I don't know. That sounds weird. It's probably just like a recording that he did, and they took it, and stole it. <laughs> yeah, some so. spoken word shit. But the last song was pretty cool. I, I dug it. Otherwise, it was, it was fine. You should definitely listen to it though. It was fucking weird. It was not what I was expecting at all. I, I would. I'll eventually listen to it. I, I listened to everything else they've put out. And I've always enjoyed what I've heard, but a lot of it is the same, same shit. And I just, Ken Casey annoys me. He's just really taken over that band. And he's been tr- slowly, slowly kind of taking it over. And that's kind of, a, it's been kind of obnoxious. But I mean, whatever. After Mike left, he that was his band then, essentially. That's, well, that's it. That's true. It's gone. Yeah. Done. Done, pony boy. We should give a listen. It's only like 30 minutes. Uh, that's not bad. That's not bad. All right, uh, Kid Cudi put out a new record called Intergalactic. Intergalactic. And uh, I did not, I did did not listen to this. So, what's going on with it? It's it's fine. Uh, Kid Cudi's tough because Man on the Moon, his first album, is just so far beyond great that comparing <sighs> everything else that he did to that is is like unfair because like it's 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 fucking perfect. It's absolutely perfect. And everything he's done after that has kind of just been either okay or he's continuing that, that Man on the Moon saga, right? He had part two, which I didn't like at all. Then part three was a couple of years ago, and that was pretty good. But Intergalactic is just, eh. And I think he said this is like his last his last tour, his last album. He's going to quit really? music. Yeah, there's that whole beef with Kanye and, and for, because of Pete Davidson. And then mm-hmm. I guess Kanye dropped out of, of some... I don't know. What the fuck did Connie drop out of? Like some some festival 
some hip hop festival and, and Cuddy ended up headlining and then he got kind of booed, but not because people hated Cuddy because people were mad that Kanye backed out. Yeah. yeah. And so like, people are starting to throw shit at kid Cuddy and like he's, he's never been, he's not a rock star. He's, he's kind of like an emo guy, a little more soft spoken. Yeah. Very sensitive. So, so enter galactic is a cool send off, but I guess it's like a soundtrack album too. So it's supposed to go better with whatever he did on Netflix. So there's a lot of, there's a lot like dude's got a lot of stuff going on. And just listening to the album by itself, eh, I thought it was okay. That's a bummer. I, but I will say, I I never really liked anything after the first record. That first record is f- fucking amazing. But yeah, after that, it's just, it was pretty lackluster. Yeah. But uh, I, got, I haven't listened to that, that first Kid Cudi in a long time. I have it on vinyl, too. But yeah, it's just been a long time. I don't think I've listened so to it good. since I bought it on vinyl, which was oh, so like two years ago. Yeah, got um, throw it on. Got throw it on, baby. I want to. I want to have like a hip hop day. Maybe this weekend I'll have like a a hip hop day and just. I have some good fucking hip hop in my collection. Some great stuff, like better stuff than you have for sure. (laughs) That's stupid. I have everything that you have except just better copies and more of it. So well, that's that's not true. Except for what is that shit, Kanye album that you like so much. Oh, um, it's so good. The the problem, like, for me with having a hip-hop day is all these fucking records that are so great, which are great, they're fucking long. So I can get yeah. through, I can get through, you know, 14 Balancing Souls albums, or I can listen to three hip-hop albums. And it's, <laughs> it's like, damn. Like, it's, it, it, it does kind of suck true. sometimes. <laughs> That's very, very true. Everything's like a double LP. Always. Yeah. And they're packed to the brim too, full of songs, <laughs> <laughs> and like a, like a quarter of them are just like skits and talking and outros bullshit. and yeah, yeah. All right, uh, my boys in Slipknot they put out a new record called "The End" so far, and um, this is this is my least favorite Slipknot record at this point. I've good. I couldn't. I couldn't wait. I could not wait to listen to it on the vinyl because it literally just shipped today, even though it came out on Friday. And I pre-ordered it like two months ago, so that's fun. Yeah. Um, what's the point of ever pre-ordering from a band's website when they fucking send it out so late? I know. So I've listened to it maybe four times since it came out. Why? I enjoy. Good I enjoy God. a good chunk of it. I enjoy a good chunk of it. Uh, but overall, I mean, there's it's pretty lackluster, man. It's uh. <sighs> it just has no, f- it, it's not really very focused. The drums, I just, obviously you, you can't, you can't mimic Joey and I've never expected Jay to ever, ever, ever play like him, but this is Jay's worst performance off the three records that he's done with Slipknot. This is by far the worst. And people always say he's like such an amazing drummer and you know, he's the best metal drummer of all time, but you know, honestly, if he was in any other metal band, you would not be saying that. It's only because he's in Slipknot, and it and it's only because of Joey's reputa- reputation that Jay gets such a such a pass. Honestly, he is a good drummer, but his songwriting capabilities are nothing compared to Joey. They are just fucking and so I don't even want to say entry level. Just. They're just okay. They're fine. This fucking album is okay at best. Yeah. Okay, that, I I understand because you're not you're not a big Slipknot man, so I, is, I understand. This is for sure my least favorite Slipknot. I am 100 percent going to try to sell this album because I'm not going to open it, and I'm glad I listened <laughs> to it because this is 
This is dumb, dude. Just that first track. I was just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. What yeah. the hell? And there's only I think there was only one song on here that I thought was kind of like that that Slipknot roll that Corey like that was it the song Hell was it the song Hell it might have been that was the only song I I playlisted off of this record because it it sounded like it was a throwback to the first record which was cool like I yeah it, it had it just it was fast it was he actually sounded pissed off the whole song sounded pissed off. Which I, I I really I really appreciate it. I really like that. But uh, yeah, otherwise this, it just it's stupid. This is just a band going through the motions, and this is getting pretty good reviews overall. And I think Slipknot is just an institution now. So as long as they put out stuff that has a couple tracks that are that are good to great, maybe, and then just keep being a band, I guess they'll 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 still sell records because this this is pretty dumb. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, I really like their last record, "We Are Not Your Kind." I thought that was that was a solid record. It it had a lot of weird soundscapes, intros and outros. It was a it was a really bizarre record. It was a very very strange record, but it it just had some amazing parts, amazing songs on that on that on that particular record. But this one barely anything stands out. Yeah, I agree with you. It it really seemed like they were going through the motions on this one. Yeah. It really, really does, and it's Weak. it's such a shame because I, I fucking love this band. I love their music. I love the lore. I love the masks. I love how just just all of that. It's just I get so excited every time I hear they're gonna start a new a new like album touring cycle. I'm like, oh my god, what what? Are, how are they gonna change their masks? What are they gonna do here? Like so dumb. I know it is so fucking dumb. It is so fucking dumb. But it's like I followed this band since the beginning and just watching that that progression of their masks and 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 just all of that shit has just been so it's just so ingrained in my my uh my psyche i guess you could say i don't know i just i don't know i I always like that i get really excited about all that but musically yeah this is uh this is the worst slipknot for sure for sure we're gonna keep it yes dude i have i have mate feed kill repeat on vinyl i think i'll keep this one so what was wrong with that? That that's a pretty rough record too. That that first record demo thing, you know that too. But this is this is. Well, I mean, you did keep uh, two copies of Bodies. So what if, what do I know? I'm trying right? to sell one of them. I'm trying to sell <laughs> one of them. <laughs> what the fuck do I know? No one's buying. No one's uh-huh. buying. But I'm trying to sell it. And yeah, who's buying is a shit. No, it's actually a pretty good record. It's better than it's better than than the Slipknot record. Ooh. I'll tell you that much right now. W- what's the rest of the thing you say with I a lot of words? Don't know nothing about it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I take it you don't want to do this Slipknot record on the podcast. No. No, 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 no. But do you want to do Slipknot sometime in the near future? Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. For sure. We did Make Kid Kill Feed. Fi- wow, Make Feed Kill Feed. That was repeat. good. That's what we could do. Yeah, let's do that one. That'd be such an interesting one to break down. But um, anyway, okay, so so the last new album that's come out, uh, Mind Force. I just found out about this a few hours ago. They put out they put out a new record on Friday. It's called New Lords. It's 10 songs, 17 and a half minutes long. I love it. They always put out really, really short records. And they are like, they're the thrash version of the band Turnstile. That's the best yeah. way to describe this band, the thrash version of Turnstile. And this record just is fucking killer man it's fucking so cool it's so good i love it i love this band what do you think of this one 
it's what you want. It's it's just fun. It's just fun stuff, and like that, that that's what makes Turnstile so so great is because they are just fun. Whatever the, whatever genre they decide to dip into, it's just fun. And even Turnstile st- stuck with like the hardcore punk thing. Always, it would still just be fun. Mind Force. This is just fun. Having a good time. Yeah. It's like Bane. I love Bane. It's just fun. <laughs> it's weird you like Bane. Oh, Bane's so good. Worse they are good. really good, but I don't know. It just seems like a weird one for you to like. I've always thought that. Always thought that. So go check out yeah, go check out the new Mind Force record. Less than twenty minutes. I know you got the time. Go listen to it. It's called <laughs> New Lords. Go listen to the other two records too. They're fucking awesome. And um yeah, I'll be getting this on vinyl. So there you go. Uh, some new songs that have come out this week. No Effects put out a new song called Darby Crash in Your Party. This is the uh, the second part of their last record. This one's going to be called, the album's going to be called Double Album. And this is just typical No Effects we've mm-hmm. heard from the last couple records. So nothing great here. I don't think you want to play any of the songs that I posted, but um, right? Mm, no, I think nope. so. so, and you really don't like this No Effects, right? It's not that I dislike it. It just, I'm just, I'm just tired of no effects. Yeah. I'm over it. At this point, I have almost every... I only need one more no effects record, and I'm good to go. What do you need? I just need So Long and Thanks for All the Shoes. Uh, oh, yeah. That's all I need, and I'm good I'm good with my no effects. What, what else do you want? I mean, there's stuff that I would buy. Like, like if I saw a used copy of, of, of Warren Errorism, I'd buy it. If I saw mm-hmm. a used copy of, of Shoes, I'd buy it. Otherwise, like I'm not clamoring for anything. I, I'm I'm good, I'm fine. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Mm. So uh, the band Paramore, they uh, they put out a new song called "This Is Why." This is going to be off their new record. I forgot what it's called, and I forgot when it's coming out. But uh, this is the Paramore I like. I like Pop Paramore. Oh, man. I thought this was a good song. I know you hated it, but you like that peepee, that Pop Paramore. <laughs> I do like that peepee. It's some good peepee. Mm-hmm. It sounds so stupid. <laughs> Childish humor. <laughs> but it's a good song, and, and I wish you liked um, their pop stuff more. Or you liked Haley Williams more, but you're such a hater. I don't. I really don't get it. I think, I think they have a couple albums that are just absolutely fantastic, and then they have more albums that are absolutely pretty dumb. I, uh, I actually listened to After Laughter again this week. Oh, my God, dude. That's a good record, dude. It's a good record. Just I listened to that, and then I listened to her first solo record again. Fucking good stuff. Ooh. Anyway, let's move on. The last thing here comes from a band that I've always liked for a long, long, since their first record, and they're called The Bronx. They put out a new song called Blowtorch. I assume this is going to come off of their whatever new record they're going to put out. I think it's going to be Bronx 7. I think it'll be their seventh record. And this is a band who has been consistently good. Every record essentially sounds the same, but it's just good kind of <laughs> punk metal kind of Queens of the Stone Age esque. Yeah. And it's just good, fun music to listen to. And they honestly I saw them with Thrice maybe three years ago, four years ago. Fucking amazing show. They opened for Thrice and wow, they put on such a great, great, great show. So yeah, the song is called Blowtorch. I don't know who plays drums on it. I don't know if Adam Willard had played drums on this prior to his accident, but yeah, I thought it was good. What would you think of it? I, so I'm just going off the drummer thing here. I know I've asked you a million times. I always forget. But when we saw him live, that who was the drummer for them at that time? 
Joey Castillo, fr- the old drummer from Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. That yeah. dude, like the way just watching that dude play was just so fun. It was so exciting. Like just the way he hits things and how like flamboyant he is with his arms and just his mouth is always like kind of yelling. And that was just so cool. That was a really cool show. That was when they opened for Bouncing Souls, right? <laughs> yeah. That was a yeah, good show. Yeah. That was at that the, was, uh, the, the observatory. observatory. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Or the, the that, galaxy. Those actually, those are the only, yeah, previously the galaxy. That was the, that was the only two times I ever I've ever seen the Bronx was when when they opened for Bouncing Souls and when they opened for Thrice. Okay. Those only times. Great. I mean, honestly, the, it was just such a fun fun show. The great frontman too. So I know I know Nichols had had a Bronx album, the one that came out in like 2020, 2021. Yeah, had, I have that, that one. one there. It was used for ten bucks. I feel like I oh, should buy it. Oh, that's cheap. Like the used ones for that, because there's a lot of used ones here too, and the used ones go for like fifteen to eighteen bucks. Mm. You should get it. I mean, it's ten dollars, dude. It's I a know. solid record, and it's probably a cool orange variant. Because my the one I have is like a really bright orange variant, and it looks it's, really nice. It's the one that has like their name, and it's like dripping on the front, right? Yeah, and, and it's like an orange and blue cover. For sure, right? orange, maybe black, but, but like a little bit of yeah, a little bit of black and blue, like in the center, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, that's their that's their. I think it's Bronx Six. I think that's their newest one. I think Six is their newest one. Yeah, but this band is just. I mean, like we talked about with Turnstile, it's just, this band is just fun, and and I don't listen to them as much as I probably should, but I've I've several songs playlisted on on mostly like my punk playlist, and when it comes on, I'm like, oh fuck yeah, that sounds super dope. I you really get so excited. pumped. You get I so know. pumped when you listen to this band. It's so exciting. So much energy. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the Bronx put out a new song called Blowtorch. Catch it, catch it out. Check it out. And um, I don't know. That's all I got. That's all we got for the new music. All that stuff. Do you have anything else? Nope. That's it. Nope. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Five stars only. Thank you all for listening. And that's it. That's all. Thank you.